Hello, everybody. Welcome back to More Than Us News. Today is July 20th, Monday, 2020. I hope everyone out there is doing as best they can in these uncertain times. Uh, in a time like this, mental health is very important. If you have a job that pays for therapy, you should probably see a therapist. And if you don't, at least do some mental exercises to kind of keep yourself as sane as possible during these rough times. Um, today's episode, we have a great interview from a good friend of mine, MG Bishop. Uh, he has a company called Afro Roots DNA. I'll let the interview f- speak for itself. Um, but before we dig into the interview, I just wanted to let you guys know a few things that I'm watching this week in terms of uh, global affairs and whatnot. So starting with Hong Kong, they've been upgraded to critical status in terms of COVID cases. If you guys remember some episodes ago or even some months ago, if you followed the news, Hong Kong was initially one of the areas, you know, it's not technically a country, it's what you call a city state, but Hong Kong was one of the areas or regions, if you may call it, that was presumed to have Corona pretty much under control and were being praised for their response. But now their leader, Carrie Lam, is saying that Hong Kong has moved to a very critical status and is mandating that people wear masks, uh, just given the number of new infections that they've been having uh, per capita. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I wish uh, Georgia would take that same approach with Governor Kemp. I don't see why he felt it was necessary to sue uh, Mayor Keisha, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. But, hey, you know. Maybe he'll come around and get some sense. Beyond that, um, continuing down the path of Corona, Trump is, you know, being Trump, he's still defiant on the severity of Corona in the U.S. We have over 67,000 cases, uh, new cases as of late, and 877 deaths to add on to that. Uh, I know Trump mentioned that he didn't want the CDC director, Robert Redfield, to testify in front of Congress about schools reopening, which is highly problematic and very dangerous. Um, So that is definitely something I'll be following this week. Um, In Israel, there have been a lot of protests against their leader Netanyahu about his response to Corona. So I'll be following Israel as well. Um, And in the US, I'll be following what's happening in Portland, Oregon. Um, I've been reading about officers in unmarked uh, gear you know, going around detaining people and uh, trying to stop protesters and whatnot. So that's definitely something I'll be following. Uh, and I'll be remiss if I didn't mention uh, RIP to a civil rights icon, John Lewis. He died recently. Um, he contributed a lot to the civil rights movement in American politics as well, being a congressman from Georgia. So yeah, those are just a few of the things I'm watching. I'm sure Um, I will definitely find more things as the week goes on to kind of tap in with. But without further ado, let's dig into this interview with MG Bishop. I'm very happy that you guys will get the chance to uh, listen to the insight that he shares about his company. And make sure you check out the link in the description of this episode because there will be a discount code uh, for the service that MG provides. So without further ado, let's dig in.
So MG, thanks for joining the show today. Before we uh, before we dig into Afro Roots, which we're obviously very excited to talk about, would you mind just giving um, giving the listeners a bit of a background on maybe you know what kind of brought you to this point, a little bit about who you are, and what kind of inspired you to to get things going with the Afro Roots movement? Absolutely, brother. And uh, you know, Richard, thank you for having me on, man. I I was telling you this over text. You know, I've been telling you this in general, man. Just knowing you as being a a super educated brother, someone who's being very informed, but also somebody who is in the culture and understands uh, kind of what we need to hear, uh, and the fact that you've kind of joined these two things together in such a phenomenal way, I think it's so important, man. And I am a huge fan of what you're doing man so i i'm thank you bro. To be on the show yeah i mean thank you i appreciate it yeah i know we were trying to coordinate for a while to get you on here and scheduling yeah. conflicts popped up but i'm glad we we were able to find some time to, to chop it up absolutely man i'm looking forward to this man i've been, been looking forward to this um <laughs> but yeah man so i'll uh yeah i'll tell you a bit about what what i have going on and everything so i like to start when it comes to Africa's dna i like to start with the trip that i went on to to west africa a couple years ago mm-hmm. uh so i was in lagos nigeria uh for some time to visit one of my friends out there uh actually he went to university of michigan i know him through oh, ramsey's wow. school. I know. yeah a little, little little connection right there i actually know <laughs> i know him through ramsey's who was on uh who's on uh oh, okay well. yeah okay yeah. but saw uh Ramsey's not too long ago oh dope uh dope man but um but yeah so you know basically i was out there visiting uh this friend who uh has a startup in, in nigeria uh that he founded so while i was there i, I kept getting the also common question, you know, where are you from? Uh, and when I said I was from New Jersey, uh, it was pretty clear that nobody was trying to hear that answer. Uh, so, and I also, I should say as an aside, I, I lived in France when I was in high school. Uh, my mother won a Fulbright grant when I was in ninth grade. And that was the first time that I'd been somewhere where people kept asking me, where are you from? And I said, I was from, I'm from America, you know, from the United States. And even white people are looking at me like, no, you're not you know uh, would, would you say that time you spent in france you yeah. were uh you were exposed to more african immigrants maybe directly yes. from africa and that's yep. do you feel like that's why they asked you that question absolutely man it, you know in, in in europe in general france i believe if i'm not mistaken is the most uh diverse country in europe uh as mm-hmm. far as you know ethnicities and uh you know i was exposed to cultures while living in france from 14 to 15 that i haven't even seen since some of these ethnicities in america uh, mm-hmm. And I live in New York. I've been living in New York for five years, you know, in, in the most diverse areas of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very exposed to, uh, you know, North African cultures. I learned a lot about, I even learned some like Arabic terms people would say mm-hmm. uh, there. It was part of like the vernacular. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was very much in like the youth kind of movement there. I, I really kind of picked up the, the youth movement there. And I found that um, the way that they speak is completely different than the way that I was learning how to speak French in even AP French when I came back from France. Yep. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that was my first exposure to a lot of African cultures, man, including Congolese. I used to go to, we used to go to a Congolese church together oh, know, wow. with, with uh, some friends from the Congo and everything. Um, you know, in, there's in, so in many, France or here in Brooklyn? In France. Okay. In France, yeah, we used to go to, uh, I had some friends from the Congo that used to take my mom, my brother and I to church with them back in the day. That was a, that experience all all in all man just being in france formed me in a, a way that i maybe even still understanding now um but i guess to, to jump back to africa cna you know the point being that was the first time that anybody asked me where i was from and when i didn't know the answer rich i just felt stupid i, I don't know what it feels like yeah. when 
because we as African-Americans, we get that question all the time. Whenever we travel abroad as, as black people, we get asked these questions. And for me, not knowing the answer, it made me, yeah, it made me feel insufficient, I guess. Like I've done all this time spending, I spent all this time learning all these different things, European history, I took AP European history, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Learning about finance, learning about, you know, banking and all these different types of topics. And <laughs> the most fundamental question, I, I don't know the answer to. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I basically came back from Nigeria, uh, you know, this was a couple of years ago, uh, and I did my research on which DNA test I should, I should take to answer that question. And I came to the conclusion really that no company was really gonna tell me what I was looking for. Uh, and that was basically the, the team, uh, which, I, which I ended up building a team. That was our initial motivation at the time behind Afro's DNA. So, so MG, what did you feel like it was that you were truly looking for? Because I know mm -hmm. they have the uh, like the 23andMe's and yep. uh, I think Ancestry and, and, and yep. those other ones, but in terms of what you were looking for in your results or what would have made it something uh, more positive to you, what would you say that would be? Yeah, man, you know, when you go to the continent, man, and I know you spent time in Ethiopia mm. as well. Um, you know, and I'm curious if, if it's a similar experience out there. I'm sure it must be very similar. Ethiopia has yeah. a very long history. Yeah, um, just, to, just to jump in real quick. It's, it was similar to your experience. When I went, um, I was, you know, just overwhelmed with the amount of culture and history that I saw. I actually fell in love yeah. with the with the country. So that's why I go around my self-proclamation of being a self-proclaimed Ethiopian. Because if I, if I was able to choose an ideal world, what region of Africa I would be from, it would definitely mm -hmm. be East. And if I could choose mm -hmm. a country, I would say Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. um, but that's I definitely good. need to, I definitely need to get a, uh, a Afro-Roots kit to, to yeah. see if I'm actually from there or not. Yeah, we got you, man. We love that to happen, man. <laughs> love you. <laughs> love to bring you in the family, brother. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, no. It, so I, I guess, you know, talking about the culture and the history and everything, man, I I think the thing that was very remarkable to me, Rich, was I did not understand the concept of being from a village, mm -hmm. you know, in in Nigeria, in, in a lot of West Africa, and I'm sure it's the case in East Africa as well. I'm actually, I know for a fact it's the case in East Africa, mm -hmm. um, is that uh, people, you know, look, you, you live in Lagos, you live in maybe Addis Ababa, you live in, uh, you know, Nairobi, but a lot of the people that are there are not from there. At least that's the case in Lagos. They're mm -hmm. they're from a village. They're from somewhere in a different state. Maybe it's Ogun State. Maybe it's uh, you know Anambra State. Maybe it's it could be anywhere within the continent uh, or within the, the, the country rather. Um, these people can tell you, you know, I'm from this specific village. This is where my great great grandfather lived. This is some history that we have. I I even met a brother who was from Rwanda, uh, who growing up had to memorize the names of all of his paternal ancestors uh, going back like 15 generations. He had Sheesh. to do it as like a chore for his family members. They would say, all right, now go, you know? Um, and just that deep knowledge of understanding, uh, you know, your personal history uh, and, and where you're from, I think that was, uh, that was one of the things that motivated me because I wanna I want know like, you know, who am I really? You know, Rich, you know this as well as I do. Mm -hmm. When you take one of these uh, big uh, tests, you know, from the major companies that you mentioned, you're finding, you know, you're 20% Nigeria, you know, you're, you know, whatever, 16% West Africa, you know, you're 10% mm -hmm. Benin and Togo. But the fact of the matter is, Rich, you know, this is uh, a point that I, I, I think a lot of people need to know, and I know it's something that you know. These countries didn't exist until, what, 50 years uh, after the transatlantic slave trade was over uh, when the berlin conference of 1884 happened that's when the european powers divided africa into nigeria senegal 
which belongs to, the, to France. Nigeria belongs to England. You know, for, for the listeners out there, is that uh, the term in history people refer to as this, the the Great Scramble for Africa, as the yep. uh, the lines are being redrawn and exactly people are kind of be printed in different zones. Yep, Berlin Conference okay. of eighteen eighty four. It, it's uh, it's crazy. It was just a meeting where they basically said, okay, this land which we actually don't really have any rights over, uh, these parts of this landmass belong to to me, you, him, and her. Uh, you know, Belgium took obviously the Congo and uh, mm. you know Rwanda as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, the country was the continent rather was just split up in so many different ways. So the fact of the matter is, even if they could tell you uh, from a DNA test, you know, they can get specific on 54 countries within Africa, that still would be wrong. That still mm. is not informative because before the Berlin Conference happened, which is when our people were there and our people were taken from there, uh, that these these places were not referred to by these names at all. Uh, yeah. So what Afro-Rusina does uh, that is different from these other tests is we're still able to give you that percentage breakdown. We're still able to tell you, you know, using your entire family tree, this is your total heritage. But instead of including countries and regions that were drawn up by European powers, we're able to give you ethnic groups, which is how in Africa people discern themselves anyway. Wow, and that's and that's a very powerful point there because I know you mentioned Ethiopia earlier. Yep. I know Ethiopia is a country with about eighty six different ethnicities mm-hmm. within the country itself. So I mean, yep. you, got, you got very small groups, you have very large groups, and I'm yep. sure it's the case across many different countries in Africa. So Absolutely. with the Afro Roots technology and platform, yep. how you know as much as you can actually say how mm-hmm. how does the um, the the science behind it work to actually yeah. get down to that granular level to tell me what tribe I'm from or what region I'm actually from. Absolutely. That's a great question. So, you know, historically, uh, this was information that just as African-Americans, Caribbean-Americans, Afro-Latinos, we just did not think we would be able to find out. We would ever be able to learn. Um, obviously, there have been a lot of advances in genetic technology. There have been a lot of advances in just the algorithms that bioinformaticians, the people who make the algorithms uh, can use. Uh, and basically we're at a point where because of the reference panel that we've built, we're able to uh, discern, you know, the ethnic groups uh, from your autosomal DNA. So in the past, uh, there have been other companies that have used uh, mitochondrial DNA or, or Y chromosome DNA. This is These are basically uniparental markers. So mm-hmm. the way that they will market it is they'll say, we can look back on your mother's line and we'll tell you that your ex ethnic group or your tribe or whatever they want to call it. Uh, we can do the same on your father's side. Um, that is a way that companies have uh, been offering this a similar product to our community for a while. But the fact of the matter is, look, if you are curious about actually understanding more specificity about where you're from, that may not answer all those questions because the mitochondrial DNA, the, the Y chromosome DNA, is a very it's a microscopic amount of data to actually analyze. And also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's not even telling you your, your full story, right? Uh, this right. one person 15 generations ago might have been Igbo or might have been from a different ethnic group, uh, but everyone else in your family could be from Ghana or everyone else in your family could be from a different place. That could be just one outlier. Uh, we were able to pick that up uh, with our methods because we built the reference panel and we actually partner with African scientists to to build these algorithms as well. 
Okay. So, Mark, you know, being a young CEO with yep. um, a fairly new organization, sure. what what are some of the challenges that you face working with uh, scientists who may be based in Africa and, yeah. you know, dealing, working remotely with different team members in different time zones and just the, yeah. the, the cultural barriers as well? Like, what are some of the challenges you face as a CEO, but then also uh, juxtapose that with some of the maybe biggest successes that you've seen so far as on your journey? Absolutely. I think that, you know, Rich, from the beginning with Africa CNA, the aim has been to join uh, people of color here within the States and and in the Americas in general, Uh, you know, South America, the Caribbean, you know, kind of joining us with efforts that are happening on the continent. You know, what we also want to do is we want to create economic opportunities between our people here and our people there, right? And Afro DNA, finding out your ethnicity, finding out the breakdown of, of who you are, that's really the first step towards that, in, in my view. Um, so that being said, it's been important from day one for us to collaborate with people on the continent that have the skills and have the input that will help us provide the best offer. So yeah, man, you have uh, time zone differences. We have a whole team of software developers in Kenya uh, you know, that is, it's pretty tricky to, to deal with these people. You got to get up a little early in the morning, you know, yeah. use a lot of WhatsApp and everything, but granted, but, I mean, but I guess all that being said, it's not really, uh, it's part for the course. It's part for the course because that's what we deserve, you know, and, and that's what mm-hmm. our mission has been from the beginning. Um, so yeah, time zone differences, cultural differences. Uh, we, I collaborate with people here we actually have a, an offering that we're rolling out pretty soon. Uh, which is called Kenya Build It, uh, where I have a couple of uh, business partners here in the States that are, from, that are Kenyan uh, that emigrated here to the United States. And they have all these relationships with these guys in Kenya. So this is an initiative through Afroroots? Through Afroroots, the, okay. yeah, yeah, we partner together okay. with them. Um, so yeah, they they uh, we have this whole group of, of, of software developers in Kenya. And in order to kind of help navigate the cultural differences and, and things of the sort, uh, we have actual Kenyan people who've worked with these brothers uh, and sisters. There's uh, men and women in Kenya, uh, and that's kind of that. That helps us, you know, get get our goals done, even though there are differences in, in you know communication and language things of the sort. But as far as uh, juxtaposing that with uh, our successes, man, I mean, <laughs> look, we just released results to customers internet uh, all around the country, rather, uh, just this week. So oh, wow. we had our pilot program for Afro-Roots CNA last year. It was all my friends and family that, that ordered the kits. Mm-hmm. Now we have customers from, you know, as far away as California, Texas. You know, we've customers in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We have customers in Canada, the armed forces in mm-hmm. Europe. Um, and the, the, <laughs> the interactions that I've been having and just the, the feedback that I've gotten from these results has been so powerful. It, it has been, uh, you couldn't even imagine. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, man. It, 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 it almost evokes a, like an emotional response because you, you put so much energy into something. And yes, man, it's, it's challenging. Running a business is extremely challenging. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot of things that people don't even know about that go into running a business. I'm sure, you know, this is basically a business doing more than yeah. us, man. Like, you know, there is, there is the part that, you know, it involves podcasting and actually doing the interviews, but then there's yeah. a lot of other stuff that goes with that too, you know? Uh, and to finally have the end result when someone tells you, you know, 
wow, like I never knew about this. This is so powerful. I'm gonna talk to my family about this. Uh, I want. I can't wait to go to Africa. You know, that is really the desired result. And uh, I guess that's that's always the success every time. Okay. Yeah. No, bro. That's definitely powerful. Um, you know, so as you continue to grow, as you continue to scale, yeah. what, what, what's the, uh, I guess maybe short-term vision you have for Afro Roots mm-hmm. and what's the long-term vision if you, if you've thought, you know, if you five, 10 years out, like where you want to yeah. kind of go with this? Absolutely, man. I mean, look, we, uh, so the short term, you know, we, we want to keep expanding, man. June was our biggest sales month ever. So right. last month we had more customers. Uh, joined the Afro DNA family than ever before. It was Congrats. the highest. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It was would the you, highest. Would, would you would you attribute that to maybe um, you know increased marketing efforts or um, just you know people have been receiving it pretty well and it's just been kind of getting its own legs and and, yeah. and running with that. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a bit of both of those. You know, just you know when you put the time and the effort into something. Mm-hmm. And you're you're intentional, uh, and you, you have the right people around you, um, and you all have aligned interests. You know, that is one thing that, you know, you, you God willing, you, you hope that people will notice that and, and that they'll come to you. That's one part of it. But also, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that just yeah, building relationships out, explaining to people what we do, trying to be as transparent as possible on our website. Like with everything that we do, Rich, we try to be very personal we try to be very transparent for instance anybody who orders a, a dna kit uh from africa's dna we send them uh i send them a, a letter for myself a thank you card for myself you know thanking them for, for ordering um you know we try to make it as personal as possible we, we work with uh, even uh, our box was designed by a black woman designer in brooklyn um oh, wow. so you know we try to you know, we try to, we definitely do it for the culture and everything but that that is something that people will notice but then in addition to that rich i think that um, I think that our people, I, I'd like to think that our people are kind of at a point where they realize that, you know, supporting our own businesses uh, that are trying to help us. I think that's mm-hmm. something that people are more and more uh, beginning to embrace. Uh, and, and granted, they've been doing that for a while, but I think that now I'm starting to fortunately see that. Um, and yeah, more marketing relationships uh, and the intention. And I think also people are just kind of tired of all these things that are happening in the country and being like you know let's see what else there is out there <laughs> yeah no definitely i feel like now more than ever people are becoming more self-aware and just getting a heightened level of self-consciousness in terms of yeah. understanding their blackness and interpreting yep. it and, yep. and just trying to digest it so that's exactly. why something like afro roots would be so important at yeah, a time like you. this man it's so pivotal you know yes it is thank you man i appreciate that man and look it's like they say uh you know every overnight success it took like 10 years something like that and, and that's a fact you know i uh i'm not even going to call ourselves an overnight success or anything like that but I, i'll tell you that for us to reach a month like we did last month uh mm-hmm. it took <laughs> over two years you know research and, and yeah. you know intention everything like that to get there and and i'm glad that you know that the, that we're able to be available and we're able to serve our people during a time that is so pivotal such as a time as this yeah oh no, and, definitely. And, yeah, but I, I'm sorry, I, I want to make sure I answer both of your questions. Um, you asked about the short-term goals and long-term goals. The short-term goal, yeah, like I said, continued growth. Um, as I mentioned, we are also going to be working on this uh, uh, this software development agency. Uh, so we have a mm-hmm. software development arm uh, that are with developers in Kenya uh, to build apps, websites, et cetera, for 
uh, for customers. Um, these are things that are going to happen in the short term and, and more partnerships as well just to kind of help us improve our marketing and our operations. And then uh, long term, look, we want people to travel to the continent. We want people to find opportunities uh, out there, whether it's business opportunities, you know, the African consumer and the African-American consumer, you'd be surprised by how many similarities there are as far as what mm -hmm. we're interested in, as far as our tastes. Um, and I think that that only provides opportunities for, for growth, uh, for business, uh, for, for, for our community. And, you know, we want to be a part of that. You know, we want to, mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, connections that we can help foster, whether it's uh, just, you know, the idea, whether it's conversations that we can be a part of, mm -hmm. uh, we want to be a part of every step of that. Fair, very fair. MG, uh, for people who are interested in, you know, obviously learning more about Afro's DNA, what's yep. the best way for people to, you know, do their own research into what you have going on and to even order a kit, yeah. um, assuming they want to find out their own ancestry? Absolutely. I, I would say check us out at AfroRootsDNA.com. Uh, you can follow us on IG as well, uh, AfroRoots.DNA. I'll tell you, Rich, this is like, you know, kind of funny to say, man, we, uh, for a point, you know, I was running the Afro-Roots DNA page on Instagram, you know, I was doing that. And dude, I'll tell you, man, I, I, I did my best. I got us to like 700 followers, but uh, I recently hired a, a social media manager from Nigeria who actually lives in Nigeria, a young lady who is running our social media now. And dude, she has been killing it, man. She's killing so, it. Killing it, man. She's like posting about the history of the evil people, posting about, you know, ancient African artifacts that are in, on display in museums around the world. Wow. She's been taking it in a direction that I, I never could uh, have even thought of myself. So, uh, man, that the point being, I'd love for people to check that out, uh, the, mm -hmm. uh, listeners, everything. We also I'll, I'll definitely include the, the links in the bios, uh, yeah. in the bio of the podcast. So, yeah. Just remind me at the end of it, everything, of you know, whatever, we'll get it figured out, but keep cool. going what you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also we're making a referral code. We have a referral code for everybody listening to this podcast today. So uh, it's going to be more than us. I'm sure you can include that in the oh, show sure, notes as well. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. And um, yeah. And, and look, I think just one last thing I want to leave people to think about is, you know, look, understanding our history, right? Understanding our ancestry. Mm -hmm. I... Um, I, I went to the, the National Museum of the African American History and Culture uh, in DC. Uh, been there three times actually. Uh, mm. I love that museum. But I went there the most recent time last year with some family members. And you know Robert F. Smith, uh, the you know the business magnate uh, who's, who's African American, he has a wing there. He's one of the biggest donors for this museum. Uh, he has a, a, a whole wing there that's dedicated to family history. And uh, in this uh, part of the museum, it's on the top floor, if ever anybody goes to check it out, you know, because that's a huge museum. It takes you a long yeah. time to get through that museum. But um, on the top floor, uh, there is a section that is, uh, again, named, uh, it's you know, named for him, uh, where they have uh, free databases uh, or a free database searching uh, service through Ancestry.com. So, uh, excuse me, it's a, it's a paid service, but it's free for anybody who's at the museum. So. Mm -hmm. What you can do on the service, Rich, is you can type in the oldest family member that you can think of and just in a range of when they were born uh, and maybe the town they were born in. Uh, and they will search and they'll say, okay, we found uh, marriage records, we found death records, we found census records. Uh, and you can trace that family member's history all the way back. So my grandfather, Charles Morrison, 
who's uh, you know god bless studies he's passed away last year he's from flint michigan uh, and growing up, he was always telling me about Flint. You know, he grew up there and everything. And I, I, I used the service at uh, in, in in the museum. I, I typed in my grandfather's name. Um, I found out that he was actually born in North Carolina, which I did not know at all. You know, in wow. 1920. Um, but then, Rich, here's the crazy part. So not only did I find out, you know, that he was from North Carolina, and then more information about his parents, you know, his 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 grandparents, etc. I found his grandfather's marriage certificate. So my great, 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 I guess, grandfather. Uh, I found uh, census records. And I ultimately found, Rich, was I, I found an ancestor of my grandfather being listed as property for a white uh, enslaver in North Carolina. Bro, uh, this, is, this is crazy. This was all available at the museum to you. Yes, yes. Wow. And, and I'm telling you, if anybody listening if, if and when you go to that museum, go straight to the top floor, man. Like, I would say, like, <laughs> there's a lot of incredible stuff to see there. But if you wanted to see this, like, this was, I, I've been to this museum, like I said, three times already. So this is my, this, this was my third time going there. Mm -hmm. um, but this was the most impactful by far. Uh, it, it, and that's a very impactful uh, visit, you know, going to that museum in general. You're going to be mm -hmm. touched as a black person, as anybody who's who has any understanding of American history. You're going to be touched when you go there. But I found, again, like, the... The, the white enslaver who owned the the like the ancestor of my grandfather, and you know what, Rich, this white man whose last name was Morrison, which is my mother's maiden name, and my mm -hmm. my, my, uncle, my grandfather Charles Morrison's last name. Mm -hmm. This man, I forget his first name, but his last name was Morrison. He was a gun manufacturer for the Confederate Army. Whoa! And I'm gonna tell you something, Rich. As a black person growing up in this country, yeah. If you're trying to find out your family history and the most detailed information that you will get is that this is the white man who owned your ancestor, mm -hmm. that's what you'll get using paper documents, right? We mm -hmm. know that there are no paper documents tracing specific African people who were stolen and taken here to the United States. That was not written. Even a lot of the, the history of what was happening within Africa before the transatlantic slave trade, a lot of that was not written down either except by the people who were coming from Europe to colonize these areas, because a lot of that was oral history, as we know, within Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, so on one side, through paper, you're going to find the European descendant who owned someone who was in your family. Then on the other side, you find, you know, you're from this vague area within Africa, you know? Yeah. And, and so you're, you're learning that your last name is not your real last name. You're learning that, you know, your family is from an area you didn't even realize. And they were owned, literally owned by people who you weren't even aware of. What does that do for a black person's self-esteem when you find that information out? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely breaks it down because when I think about, obviously I'm self-proclaimed Ethiopian, but when I think yeah. about how many Richards were probably running around in Ethiopia during whatever you know part of history was, there yeah. weren't, there probably were zero. I know when I was in Ethiopia uh, working on my consultancy, um, my boss at the time, he, he you know, we had a great relationship and he gave me an Ethiopian name, mm -hmm. uh, similar to, to Rastafari Makonan. He, he called me Ross Jonas Kebede. And, but then he gave me the, the meaning behind the name and, and what it meant and the biblical yeah. aspect of it and just the historical context of it. And I just thought to myself, wow, I mean, this is cool. Obviously, you know, he's being a bit uh, whimsical and jokey yeah. and just telling me this or whatever, but I'm like somewhere, you know, I have 
actual African ancestry yes. with people with a whole family line that actually exists that I don't even know about. Yeah. So in that moment, when I when I got that name, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Now I can you kind of I can kind of fit in with this yeah. culture that I'm assuming myself to you know show appreciation for and kind of move into. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, like when I really think about it, where am I actually from and who are my actual people? Because yeah. he had he knows uh, he's been in Ethiopia his whole life, uh, mm-hmm. as far as I know, as far as I know, and he can trace his family heritage back a few different bloodlines and say, this is my grandfather, this is my grandmother, these, they did this, they did that, and X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I can only go as far back as I can go without actually going back to the true root of it, you know? So it does do a lot to the to the psyche when you kind of yeah. figure that stuff out. It does, man. And, and you know what? I'll tell you, man, even for myself personally, um, I wanted that. Like, I wanted what you had, right? I wanted that. Mm-hmm opportunity to be given like a, a name like authentic name and, and to like mm-hmm. have like a personal kind of walkthrough with the culture there and with the history there um and i'll tell you this man like with our tests you know with when i got my results uh what what we try to do for all of our our customers anybody who supports after cna when you get your results back not only do we, we give you the percentages but we give you a brief history of each ethnic group we've matched you to within africa we tell you about where they live on the continent we tell you about where they live around the world, the food that they eat, and some history, some information about the culture as well. And, you know, I, I found some really fascinating stories with the ethnic groups that I matched to. Like, I, I found out that I was just, this is a smaller uh, match, but still, you know, 9% phone, which is in mm-hmm. Southern Benin. And there's 5 million people within this ethnic group. Uh, and this is all provided on the app, but, you know, outside of Africa, they're all over the place. They're in Belgium, they're in Brazil, Haiti, Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing that I thought was really interesting when I when I learned about this, uh, and this is again in our results, is uh, they have, they had, excuse me, uh, in their kingdom, they had a, um, an army that was all women, uh, it was all women in their army, and it was led by a woman general as well. And that's who they used to go to battle with. Uh, so when you think about like the Black Panther, and that was kind of like the beginning and, and some of that made a lot of black people want to learn about Africa. Um, the Dora Milaje, like the, the women army they had there, uh, I learned that there were actually that actually existed uh, within Benin, uh, and that is a group that I have in my ancestry. So that's more empowering than this white man in North Carolina owned my great great etc. Uh, now I'm learning the other side of that, you know, and, and the side that I'm frankly more interested in. It's like the African part of of each of us as African Americans. So you know, that's kind of uh, that's a brighter note, and, and that's something that we want to provide, and we only want to improve. What we will be offer our people because you know keeping in mind that there are so many things that are weighing on ourselves seeing each and every day as it is you know at least find out some positive about your own history mm-hmm. yeah that's my thought. no that's important man well mg appreciate you hopping on the show of course um like you mentioned before well like i mentioned before i'll uh get those links to follow up so i can make sure i include them in the bio people can check out the website um yeah. you know discount code check out the the product get deeper into it um and yeah man when you get back to bk we gotta catch up you know hopefully and wait you know covid uh dies down a bit I, I like that new york has it a lot more under control than everywhere else and, yeah you know still an issue but mm-hmm. yeah man definitely uh let me know you make it back to brooklyn and i hope you enjoy your time back with the family i know you mentioned that uh you're taking some time yeah. just to get out the city for a little bit you know so yeah looking forward to that
Absolutely, brother. I look forward to it as well, Rich. Thank you for having me on, man. All right, my brother. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Really appreciate it, MG, for coming on the show, sharing more insight about Afro Roots DNA. It's a super cool project. Um, I'm probably going to order my DNA kit soon to see if I'm actually Ethiopian or if I have to stop saying I'm self-proclaimed. But as mentioned in uh, the interview, the website is AfroRootsDNA.com. On Instagram, it's AfroRoots.DNA. And the discount code is more than us. I'll include all of that in the bio so you can follow up there um, or the description rather of the episode. So definitely check that out and see you guys next week. Ciao.